0: Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin.
1: Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey everyone, I am your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to this week's episode where we are so excited because we have an interview lined up for you guys to listen to that we have been talking about for maybe four or five months at this point. <laughs> Probably longer. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: true. We we are really, really thrilled to welcome Kara DJ who creates the amazing fanzine into a larger world, which I'm sure some of you have seen right around online or if you're a subscriber. In this episode, though, we get to talk to Kara about her process, about um, her inspirations, about her favorite part of it, the struggles, her Star Wars fandom, and being part of this like really rich history of fanzine creation that personally I wasn't super aware of until... Recently in the timeline of my Star Wars fandom, and it's always fantastic to kind of discover and or rediscover uh, how how long people have been creating, like, fan works within the Star Wars fandom. And talking to Kara about it was really, really enlightening and just a joy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. We were recording this intro after we finished talking with Kara and it was just it was so great to talk to her and hear about her process and and like Charlotte said, just the creation of these fanzines and I don't know, it's just a continual reminder that there is so much going on in the Star Wars community and there are so many creative people putting their heart and soul into into these these passion projects, and it really is just incredible, and deserves to be celebrated so much. And Kara's work is absolutely incredible. Uh, we, Charlotte and I, are both subscribers to it, and I'm I'm a new subscriber, <laughs> but I got the back catalog of her work uh, a couple of days ago, and it was. It was so much fun to just sit down with a glass of wine and read through all of it. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. And it was great to hear from Kara, like Charlotte said, about something that neither of us are really super familiar with and, and weren't familiar with for a, for a while in our Star Wars fan lives. And I hope you guys go and check out her work when you're done listening to this episode.
0: Yeah. So all that information about where to find her and how to subscribe will be in the show notes and the description and, of course, on our website. So if you're interested, definitely check that out because it's so worth it. And I think that we should all be, if we can, supporting these really creative fandom creators. You know, I think that it's I, I just I want to see this tradition. This is me personally. This tradition of fanzines to continue And what Kara is doing, I think, is really special. So without further ado, I think that here we're going to present in the next clip our interview with Kara.
1: So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first?
0: So we have Kara, who is the creator behind the amazing fanzines Into a Larger World. Kara, we have been a fan of yours for so long! You create the most amazing fanzines and are just really carrying on such a beautiful tradition. And not just the creation of the fanzines, but your amazing works of collage around Star Wars characters, and your writing, your letters to the editor, your collection of everything that is in into the larger into a larger world. I, I I'm just Caitlin and I both are huge admirers and huge fans. And we're so thrilled that you're on the show today. So welcome.
2: Oh, my gosh. But I'm seriously like <laughs> sort of having an out of body experience hearing you both say that <laughs> and like hearing you both do your intro. It's like, yeah, this is very bizarre in a good way. <laughs> and thank you so much for saying those things. I, I wanted to tell you, I don't think I've told either of you this before, but uh, you guys are actually the first Star Wars podcast that I ever really listened to. <laughs> Oh my god. So, I was uh last year I was preparing to go to a Celebration in Chicago and I was like, man, I got to like find some info and some insider tips. So I found your uh your episode about like pre-celebration and going over all your past experiences. So that's seriously like it's very intense to hear you guys say that. It's really cool. And thank you for having me for real.
1: Oh, we are well. Thank you for saying that. We are so excited to have you on. I. It's funny because I feel like a lot of people that was their first episode of ours, which is I think is funny because we weren't doing, like it's not our typical episode, and we are just like here are all the things we did wrong in here, here are <laughs> yeah, all the times we cried.
2: <laughs> it was so helpful, though it really was. So, you know. And then that celebration is well, we'll talk about this, I'm sure. But that celebration is where I like made my first zine. So it's like, you know, very full circle for me to be here so (laughs) yeah
1: I I know we definitely want to talk about that because that was um I recently subscribed to Kara's fanzines and I got them all in perfect timing yesterday um she was nice enough to send like the whole back order for 2020 so I had like a great night last night I had a glass of wine I read all of them through it was amazing it was seriously such a treat but for some of our listeners who maybe don't know what a fanzine is what can you like break it down? Like what is it and and um how did you get involved in making them? Like is this was was Star Wars your first fanzine or were you doing other kinds of fanzines before into
2: a larger world? Yeah, so I I had only probably made one zine before back in high school. Zines are like a huge, huge global community and have been for like decades and decades, but this is definitely my first time really journeying into it but um, but yeah fanzines have been around since like the super super early days of sci-fi and for Star Wars they've been around since definitely May of 1977 and um, and yeah so it's basically just like a super handmade uh, magazine uh, and they can be all different lengths and there's comics and there's tons of like political zines are huge and Um, And back in the 70s, it was a lot of fan fiction. And it was also basically back before the internet, it was the way that fans communicated their theories and their uh, things they liked and the way they had like discourse. And then also uh, fan fiction, a lot of fan art was also in zines. And uh, yeah, a really good place to look for the history of fanzines is the episode of Looking for Leia called the stories we tell which you should be able to find on YouTube I did a little bit of art for the background of that episode and uh yeah it's such a good it really dives deep into all of the the history of of fanzines especially with Star Wars and how it was actually like majority female which is like super cool and a super like uh awesome thing to be even even slightly continuing that tradition is like really cool.
0: Ugh, I I love that so much. I actually that's one of my favorite episodes of Looking for Leia. I just rewatched it before this interview before we we're gonna have you on just because yeah. I felt like it was it was good to have that in the back of my mind as we enter this interview and this discussion. Just because it is so amazing to consider how fandom was really like, there's so many different points of fandom that people were really grasping onto after in 1977 after the movie and wanting people wanted to theorize and everything and that specific episode of looking for leia really put things into perspective to me about how it felt like things that we're doing now online reading fan fiction discussing theories and everything they were they were done in print almost often handwritten and sent around to their friends to be debated and i just i think it's fantastic to that you're continuing that tradition, but that also the tradition of that part of fandom continues on today, and I love hearing about that because you're so right. I think in that episode, uh, Maggie, who was one of the original fan fanzine makers, talks about how you know the the, the majority of um, fanzines were ninety percent uh, women led. And I, I just, like, I, I'm so overwhelmed by that number, and it makes me feel, I, I, for me, and I'm, I am I wonder if you feel the same, it just makes me feel really welcomed and, like, that I, you know, have a place in fandom, which sometimes I think, if you're listening to this right now, if you've ever wondered if, like, you should be a Star Wars fan or something,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think watching the episode, I was like, you know, there's been people who have been debating this and writing fan fiction for so long, and I... Me, I'm 27 years old, and I well, almost <laughs> my birthday's on Friday. I I, <laughs> I just feel like it. It just affirms that you know women should be in the space totally. And so I, I I think you alluded to this, but I'd love to hear like how does it feel really to kind of carry on that tradition?
2: I mean, if it, it feels totally insane in a, in a good way, obviously, but like yeah, it's like uh. I think it was definitely hard for, not hard, but like weird finding where I belong in the Star Wars fandom. And I knew that I wanted to, to do something. And I've always been a collage artist. I've I've had like a lot of art journals and scrapbooks throughout my Mm -hmm. life. So that was, you know, to be able to marry the two, uh, has just been the best. It's, it's nothing that I ever really expected, um, and I I, did, I don't know if I even expected it to go this long or, you know, but it's it's so much fun. And it's like especially during this like more intense and hectic time in the world. It has been like like no joke, like totally a lifesaver for me. So, yeah, it's it's really it's really cool to be keeping the Star Wars fanzine alive. Um, and it it just means like the world, you know, basically to. Yeah, for sure. I think
0: if it's something about like fandom creation and pouring your heart into something that you enjoy making and then sharing it with other people—it there's something that's so special about that and just continues mm-hmm. to like reaffirm and uh, continue your place in Star Wars fandom. I really relate to that. At least, um, totally. I in I'm with you during this time. I do find that you know creating something, whether it's a podcast or a fanzine, in in your case has been so so helpful it's like yes. purpose driven you know
2: totally. yeah it gives it gives me routine cuz i i lost my job and like so it gives me routine and it's mm. and it's like a a deadline also is really helpful to have and i definitely give myself a deadline even though like you know no one would really hold me to it i still like try <laughs> to give myself all these deadlines and stuff so yeah it's been amazing and and uh and also like i feel like a lot of people Uh, aren't super familiar with the fanzine history so like I like being a bit of a gateway to that if they stumble across me and haven't really heard of it before um, and then can kind of go back and learn more that's always really fun too
1: yeah, I think that I'm, I'm in that camp. <laughs> I, I definitely, this was not something that I really even knew about really until we started the podcast and became more involved in online community and online fandom. So I think like between Into a Larger World, your fanzine and then, and then also the Looking for Leia documentary It was Mm -hmm. just – I think both of you mentioned it, but just, like, this comfort in seeing these women who had been a part of this fandom from the very beginning because I know, like, Charlotte and I have had experience of boys telling us that we weren't real fans and we couldn't be real fans and we didn't know enough and, like, Star Wars is for boys and and all this stuff. And I spent so long – like, so much of my life as a fan – like kind of believing that that like I was the like it was abnormal for me to like Mm -hmm. Star Wars as a girl but then seeing something that like what you're creating and that you are continuing this tradition that has literally been around (laughs) since 1977 yeah and and spearheaded by women no less it was just it was so comforting it was it was emotional it was like wow like no I've for sure there's there's always been a place for for women here and it's it like it felt so relieving, and like oh, I why do I feel like I have to keep fighting this? Like there's all these women here. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We've always been here. It's For just sure. it's, it's so special. The thing I love about what you do with the creation of the fanzines is that you know, like there's all kinds of creation, right, that that is involved in fandom. And for something that like we create here, like a podcast, it's something that has to live online for the most Mm. part and through the internet, but you get to actually make something physical and like mail that out to people. And I think there's something so cool, like that balance between getting to share about it online, but then getting to have something in your hands that really is like literally carrying that tradition that was started all the way back then in, in the 60s and 70s. I think there's something just so... So cool about that. <laughs> and I know like I'm so excited to like have this in my Star Wars collection. Like your zines. I think they're so cool and special. Um, so I know that we really want to hear about the process of creating these fanzines so mm-hmm. what like where do you start when you know it's like you've got a new month coming <laughs> <laughs> where do you even begin
2: <laughs> well i mean i have a new month coming right now as we're recording so that's like definitely the headspace i'm in right now <laughs> but basically like i definitely think ahead it's it's changed so much even just this year but like i definitely think ahead like i'm already thinking about august and i haven't made July yet but that's just like how it works but basically sometimes I have in the past picked a specific theme so like obviously for the October issue it'll be all about Mandalorian season two that's easy Mm -hmm. um and then and I'll probably like sometimes I'll do just one story about that big uh event but for that it'll be the whole thing so it, it does kind of go like that based on things that are happening. Um, but l- more recently, I've kind of been doing like a mix of everything. Um, and I've been trying to get a lot of contributors also, which is super fun. So that's really helpful if somebody reaches out and has an interest in uh, writing something like someone wrote a book review for this month. So I knew that I wanted to put that in there. And then um, I do it based on like the the different releases and things like I'll have a page about Jedi temple challenge and that kind of stuff. So yeah. So I basically like lay it out page by page and just, um, think about what I know I want to fit in and, um, and kind of work that way. Sometimes I, I don't have ideas. Sometimes I have too many ideas. It's like, it's always different, but, uh, but yeah, basically I'll go based on what's happening currently, any big news, um, and then anyone who's looking to contribute. And I kind of go based on that to start at least.
1: I feel like that kind of mirrors some of how we plan out podcasts. It's like exactly. sometimes yeah, sure. we, we know what we're going to do three months ahead of time. And then sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Like we're supposed to have an episode out next week. It uh... <laughs> 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 comes up fast. <laughs> yeah, for it really sure. does. <laughs> um, oh, totally. <laughs> but to backtrack a little bit, actually, yeah. um, Starting the fanzine because in one of your issues, I think it was your yeah, it was your April issue because it had been a year since mm-hmm. Celebration 2019. You wrote this like great little spread about how you were gonna go to Celebration, but the tickets were sold out. But you got a job working at Celebration and you brought like (laughs) 50 mini zines and it was just like beautiful like you describing like be feeling so a part of something even while walking around the con floor like by yourself I thought that was just like I was like yeah I've been there I've done that and I felt the same way (laughs) (laughs) and so so what was it about Celebration and you wrote that like after Celebration it was a couple months later that you put out the first like official uh, edition of Into a Larger World so what was it about Celebration that really made you feel like okay now is the time i need to like
2: do this yeah i mean uh, celebration chicago was definitely was my first celebration i watched all of orlando um on youtube live like i took off that weekend and just watched youtube the whole time and after that i was like whenever the next one is i have to go so i went to chicago uh through working there and i worked in the shop which was super intense and uh yeah i wouldn't recommend it but uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was crazy but then I I had some time off I took one day off I had off Monday and then all the time that I wasn't working I was just like walking around and it was just I mean it sounds like kind of, maybe it sounds over dramatic probably not to you guys but like it was life-changing it was just like like I didn't realize that this was here because I was used to being like I wasn't super present online at that time and especially not with Star Wars so it was like oh, like there's people like, like, not that there, I didn't know there were people like me, but it was like, like, oh, this is a community. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's a community out there. And I was like, I really, I really want to be a part of that. Like just everything I saw at Celebration was like so inspiring. And I had made this little tiny pocket mini zine because I had heard, I think probably through your (laughs) Celebration episode of your podcast that people traded stuff. So, um, I was like, I want to bring something to trade so bad. So I just like went to the library and printed 50 copies of the zine and folded it up. And I just like, I was just throwing it at people. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, I like your costume here. Take this. And they're like, I don't know what this is. Okay. I, I'm like dying to find somebody out there who I gave the mini zine to. I've never found anybody. So if anybody's listening and they got like a weird pocket mini zine, please find me on Instagram. Cause I want to say hi. But um, yeah. So I was just like, I just like threw them at people. I think I gave one <laughs> I gave one of them to like one of the people that was passing out the the free Ziploc bags. <laughs> were, oh my god! Yes, like, we worked for Ziploc. Like I don't know but anyway, so. I had
1: them for so long. I got so like I feel like I got a hundred Ziploc bags from that man. <laughs> and- <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm so sorry, Ziploc man. Um, but yeah, so so that happened, and then I and then after celebration, my brain was just like on fire. Obviously, like with inspiration and and just like excitement about everything. And so I just wanted to like do more. And then I thought like about the idea of making like a full-size zine and I was kind of like could I do that? Like, well, I guess I could try. And then I uh am in the uh, the podcast blast points which we we all know and love. Mm-hmm. The we have a Facebook group and so I just kind of posted about it in the Facebook group. Like, I don't know, I made this thing if anybody wants it. And then it just kind of like kept going from there and i loved making the first one so much that i was like i'm going to do this monthly and and yeah so it kind of just went from there definitely rooted in celebration chicago though for sure
0: uh, i love hearing that because i i think that there's so many of us who feel that way about fan events such as celebration with totally. you know I, I i every celebration i leave and i've only been to i think Three. Correct me if I'm wrong, Caitlin. Only three, right? Yeah, I
1: think I think it's three. Yeah,
0: <laughs> which is I'm so lucky that we were able to even go to three. But right. leaving it, it's like so s- sad. You, It's so sad. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. It's but annoying. but you, it really is. It was like very depressing. um But I feel like you leave it on such a high about Star Wars, about the community, about friends that you made, about yes. you know you're finding your place, and I think this is kind of emerging as a theme of the conversation uh, <laughs> but like it really is this this uh, creative jumping off point i certainly feel that way about every celebration that i've been to mm-hmm. and i i think that's why it's the cancellation in august even though i completely mm-hmm. understand why celebration was canceled in august and we have to wait 2 years for the next one it hurts a lot because i think that there's so much joy that you can get from experiencing just you know even a day with you know people who are just as passionate about this fictional world that you are Mm -hmm. and how much creativity it fuels I think it, it should never be discounted it's just like a fan convention it really just jump starts so much
2: it really does yeah for sure
1: Ugh, it's like it's it's so exhilarating when you're yeah. there because I think, you know, Charlotte and I are really lucky that we honestly have like had each other to like go through this whole kind of fandom life together. But even so, it's like the only person I grew up talking to Star Wars about was Charlotte. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, like they like the only people you talk to about these kinds of fandom interests are online. And so to see all of these people gathered in one place. It's cliche, but it's like, oh my God, you're real. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's seventy thousand Yeah, there's (laughs) seventy thousand of us here. And like we're all here to like sing like John Williams praises and like do the cantina bit like <laughs> exactly here to do that and there's something just so great about that and I mean even like for us like going to conventions like Dragon Con were huge inspirations for starting the podcast like I don't think a lot of us talking like in this community talk enough about how um, inspirational these kinds of conventions are like Charlotte said like as a creative jumping off point of like no this is the time like I gotta do this totally. <laughs> and Almost like backed by the community, just by them everyone like just being there. <laughs> you know, it's like, so yeah, true. there are people out here who would read that <laughs> and yeah. I'm gonna make it now. Yeah, totally. and it's, it's so true. it's
0: so awesome. I would really, really love to hear about your artistic process and how you put things together, not just with the zine, but you have some truly amazing collages of Thank characters you. you sent me one that's been solo it is on <laughs> my fridge waiting to be framed and it is amazing i know we have Raylo fans listening there are uh, some awesome uh, diad artwork <laughs> so i i gotta go check it out we'll put all all of kara's links in the description but Thank you. I really want to hear like what's the process of how does it all work really honestly I, I really would love to know you know you have do you have like a master and then you photocopy it or something how does it yeah. work
2: yeah well, <laughs> so basically uh yeah so as far as the zine like I'll lay out what I know each I want each page to be and I do everything analog so there's no digital spreads in the zine there's no digital effects in the zine I don't use any like layout not not because I'm like too good for it, but because I don't know how. Like I have no technology skills at all. So (laughs) so I make everything like scissors and glue onto eight and a half by eleven uh copy paper and fold it. You know, that's that's how it works basically. So so for like example for like this scene I'm I'm starting for this month like I start by collecting all of the um the elements that I want whether it's like pictures or um Or text with like funky fonts and stuff, and then I get those printed. Usually, I don't have a printer, but which is not smart. But usually, I get them at the library. But since the library has been closed, I just do everything at this local print shop, and they're very kind to me. So, uh, so they print the stuff, and then sometimes I have to resize and get it printed again. And then I just assemble it. I take it there, they scan it, and then they print the copies. I fold and staple, and yeah, so it kind of goes like that. As far as the the character collages, that's a little more like uh, cerebral, I guess, because basically I have been collecting like magazines and clippings and pictures and backgrounds and images and words and letters for like for always. Like there was never a time when I wasn't doing that. So uh, my library would like earlier this year, maybe later last year, somebody gave away like every issue of Gourmet magazine since like 1980. So I Whoa. just took, <laughs> I took like all of them. Um and then I just go through and just rip out everything that I like and I just have this horrible messy bin of stuff and I just like dig through it and yeah, so I'll get a character's picture printed and uh get the size that I like and make sure it's good quality and then I just pick out like colors or patterns. I have been trying to do a little bit more like symbolic stuff as opposed to just like stuff that's pretty. <laughs> so it's still pretty, but like but I try to kind of make it a little bit more symbolic to the character. It kind of depends. but And then I just like pick out the colors and patterns that I like and then just lay it out until it feels right. And it's very meditative. I really recommend collage uh, as just like a way to chill out. It's, it's so nice to just like pick out pretty colors and like put stuff together and then it ends up looking really cool. Like there's nothing better than that. Um, but yeah, and then I take the collage to the print shop and they copy it and it's kind of like that awesome.
1: I love that. I'm obsessed with hearing about like all the stuff you have for this oh because gosh. I oh I started bullet journaling last year, which has been like ooh. a huge creative endeavor for me because I'm not like I can't draw. I it's like it's not my thing at all, but this year I've been trying to be like more Artistic and like you're so right. Like it's just like, and I've done like very tiny collages and like like a little bit of painting in my bullet journal this year, and and it's so fun. And and with like quarantine, I've been buying so much washi tape. (laughs) Oh
2: my gosh, washi tape! I love hearing so much much washi tape. It's dangerous. So So jealous.
1: I (laughs) I want a very large washi tape collection, and I'm not there yet. um So good, but. Yeah, I love hearing about how you just like collect all these paper scraps and stuff because the little bit of collaging that I have done, which has been very minimal, it's like like the paper ripping and stuff like that. But I'm like, wow, you mm-hmm. can't throw this away. Like, you have to save the scraps.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I, oh, gosh.
1: I have a drawer in one of my like tiny desk organizer that is paper scraps, but it's it's slowly growing. And I that was when we were getting – like ready to interview you I was like I gotta know how she stores all her stuff and like what her favorite supplies are because I'm so in that headspace right now
2: (laughs) I mean as far as like how I store my stuff it's just an absolute abomination but (laughs) like like it works for now and then yeah I just have this like I have a set of drawers and then I have one drawer that's just all the stuff and then every couple months I'll go through it and there's so much garbage that just ends up in there and then I (laughs) Like kind of reassess what I like, what I don't like. And then, and then it just happens all over again. It's a cycle, but you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more organized, but it's just kind of how my brain works, you know, that it's like, it it kind of has to be a mess. Like sometimes I'll post in my Instagram story, like the picture of my work table after I like finished making the zine and it's like what yes. happened
1: there's there's something like so incredible of like I like last last week when I was like in my bullet journal a lot and like had the all the stuff out I like came went to the bathroom and came back into my living room and I was oddly <laughs> proud of just how messy my living room was yeah <laughs> just like this explosion of I don't know I don't even know what was on the table but there was stuff everywhere and it was so much fun
2: it is, and then it's fun. And I'm, I'm a Virgo, so like I'm, I have fun oh cleaning god. it up too. You know. Same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: Two Virgos meet. <laughs> <laughs> Two Virgos meet and bond over a love of washi tape and paper scraps.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's so real.
1: <laughs> it, it really is, though. <laughs> it really is
0: you know something I love about your zines too and your collage creation is that it does you know I don't have a bullet journal I'm not like Caitlin even though I probably should because she talks (laughs) about it enough like I'm really surprised that I haven't bitten the bullet ha ha Um. oh no Oh yeah. You know, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm a really artistic person that hasn't done art in so long. <laughs> and I, 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 I like rarely pick up tools anymore. The last thing I did was, you know, in March, maybe some watercolor it's in before that, not, not since like November, it's been a long time.
2: It comes and goes. Yeah. It
0: does. It does come and go And all my life. I, had done art a lot and everything and I always loved doing collage and being super inspired by Matisse and all of Mm. these kind of pieces that come together and it's funny though because I definitely again back to the original point of one of the reasons why I love your zine is it really does remind me of when I was like 11 and getting really into Star Wars I created my own zines and I didn't even know that was a thing Yes. And my dad found them recently and they're at my house at home and I'm going home soon. So I'm really excited to try to find them. But I I know I'm like really (laughs) excited. I hope that they're as like complete as I remember them. But I remember, you know, making covers about like Padme Amidala and like all these things, and I think that that really goes to the origin of artistic expression and wanting to channel the things you're interested in. Even back when I was 11, and trying to do these things and trying to find this intersection between fan art and art that I was doing on the side for school and for extracurricular and all these things, and trying Mm -hmm. to blend these two together, and I I didn't even really know until like Caitlin mentioned this in the beginning that zines were a thing. And I, I don't know. I just, I love the creation of it all. And I'm just fascinated by the process. I also work in magazines now. So right. I, yeah. I love like to hear about the layouting and cause it, there's so much art that goes into it. And even just like the Mila Mila um, Meter. centimeter yeah millimeter <laughs> thank you thank you math I <laughs> it, it it makes the biggest difference in terms of someone's uh artistic expression really of what goes For on sure. a page and um your scrappy style I think if that's okay if I can call it that is absolutely just- so amazing to me. I love them. You. you know, I I had a zine I'm going on and on now. I had a zine on my coffee table from you last year that I think you had sent me oh, and yeah. I my mom saw it and she was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I I really think that I want more people. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> is I want more people to recognize how cool it is, like tangible Star Wars art and writing and expression. It's just amazing. And so I love
1: hearing thank about you. the process. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Oh, thank you. For real. Yeah. Thank a think- lot.
1: I think what's so great about your zines too, because we talk about this a uh, bit on the show is not a bit, a lot about like Star Wars having like mile markers for your life. And it is such a huge part of all of our lives. And even just like getting, and I, and I have a couple of years from last year too, that you've sent me and then um, Travis sent me yeah. some too. And yeah. he sent some for Charlotte too. I just haven't seen her to give them to her yet. <laughs> but, um, even just like having like this past six months that you sent me yesterday, it was like, wow, like so much that just happened in the past right. six months in Star Wars. It really is just so cool to have this little timeline of what fandom was talking about. And what I think is great about your zine is much like the ones that, you know, we've been talking about from the sixties and seventies is that they are so collaborative and like, this isn't just you that's in this, there are other people too. And they're contributing yeah. things like their own artwork and their own reviews and like poetry too. And I, I think that's so cool. And how, like, what is the process of reaching out to people? Do people reach out to you about including stuff? Um, do you know what's going to go, like, in each zine? Like, when you start out, you're like, okay, I need five poems and one book review. <laughs> and here's who I think can do it.
2: <laughs> Sometimes. I think it's, like, a balance of both. A lot of people will will get the zine for the first time and then reach out and be like, uh, I would love to do something – for you at some point, like uh, my friend Nessa, who wrote the Clone Wars review in my last issue, um, she had just like gotten the, the zine and then was like, I would love to write something at some point. And I was like, absolutely anytime. And then I like, I, I didn't have the right headspace to write about Clone Wars. I, I'm not like, su- I've seen it, but like, I'm not super, super in it, like, uh, cerebrally, I guess. So like, uh so I I, and she definitely was so I was like do you want to write about the finale of Clone Wars and she was like yeah so she wrote this like beautiful piece that I never could have written myself so it's kind of like I I have people in mind that I know do things and are interested in doing things but then a lot of people reach out which is like so much fun um and yeah I'm so open to like anything that people would want to include as long as it's not like negative or hateful or you know anything like that it's like whatever you want like I have stuff about trading cards and stuff about uh oh gosh like random stuff but that's like yeah that's definitely one of my favorite parts of it too is because you know I have stuff to say but I don't have that much to say (laughs) So, so I'm like I want other voices too and I'm definitely looking to do that more the rest of the year you know, because the only times that I would have, like, no contributors would be usually if I was doing a themed issue. Like, in March, I did an issue all about Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that was all all me because I just, I really knew exactly what I wanted to do, Um, and I think I'll probably do that more as the year goes on, but I'm thinking that might be, like, a spin-off from the monthly issue because I really like the idea of the monthly issue being, like, a time capsule, like you said, of what's happening in Star Wars, and then, Uh, In that month, and then also contributions from people. And then so if I do one of those deep dives into a character, or into a topic, I'll probably have that separate just because I really like doing both. And I don't really want to choose, you know, (laughs) and it's cool, because like you said, with the time capsule element of it is like last year my November issue was the Mandalorian survival guide and it's like you can look into a pre-baby Yoda world you know <laughs> <laughs> just so crazy to think about because I make it towards the end of the previous month so like I made that at the end of October so I, I didn't know I'm not into the spoiler game so like I had no clue and so it's cool to look back on it and you know that kind of stuff
0: yeah that's super cool i can't even what was life like before baby yoda I have you? No idea.
1: you know it's like it's like 2020 has been hard but thank god we have baby yoda yeah. <laughs>
2: he's coming back in just a couple months to, to save us all to steal our hearts uh, one
0: tea sipping bone broth whatever <laughs> at a time i'm ready I'm so ready Speaking of Star Wars, I kind of want to hear what is your intro into Star Wars and what are you most interested in within Star Wars? It's so vast. There's so many different things to, you know, find yourself uh, aligning with. And what keeps you coming back?
2: Star Wars has definitely always been a part of my existence. I have a brother who's 15 years older than me. He's my half brother. So he was always super into it and my dad really loved movies and special effects so he would always show me stuff so i i never remember a time without it and then i was uh, in the young kid age uh maybe a little older than you guys but probably not much i think we're pretty close uh and i was in like that age when the prequels came out so like i i remember seeing them all in the theaters i wasn't like like super absorbed in it until probably later it actually was like I read the Phantom Menace novelization randomly and Mm. it like blew my mind. And I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I hadn't even seen the movie in a while. And then I read the book and was like, this is really good. And then it just was like spiral, 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 spiral. And that was like right before The Last Jedi. And I had been really into Force Awakens. So it was like a spiral from there. And uh, yeah, but there's definitely never been a time where I, didn't have star wars in my life for sure and as far as like what do i like best I, I don't even know i mean i think i'm very into the the weird stuff like i'm trying to think of what like qualifies as the weird stuff like the Within <laughs> Star Wars, of <laughs> all of star wars you mean yeah. Oh, um, okay so star wars <laughs> <laughs> exactly but like yeah like uh I was on Travis's podcast force time and we talked about head and it was like so much fun to examine like these different head that each of us had. And like, uh, I- I'm really into that element of it. Like just the, the stories that we make up to fill the gaps and stuff like the, from a certain point of view type stuff. And I love that. And I love like the, going back to the looking for Leia episode, uh, that Maggie says at the end, towards the end of it, she says that like, uh, For her she has her own alternative universe and George Lucas has his and that was like when she said it like that I was like wow like it's just the idea that Star Wars can kind of be whatever you want it to be you know and like the the freedom that's in it I'm I'm obsessed with like the the element of world building and like being able to dive really deep into like when I did that Obi-Wan issue like being able to dive super into his history in each film. And I also, I'm ranting, but also like the uh, everything behind the scenes is is super fascinating to me, especially for the original trilogy, but but for the prequels too, like just the, the technological uh, achievements of Lucasfilm and uh, Industrial Light and Magic is like so incredible to me. I love that element of it, but I'm also like super fascinated by fandom, which I think, shows up in the zine a lot like I love talking to collectors I love like uh like people who are really obsessed with something weird you know like how the the Mandalorian mercs are just like so into Mandalorians and maybe don't even pay as much attention to like the other parts of Star Wars because they just really love that one thing that's so fascinating to me and like yeah so it's all those things kind of mixed into one I think
0: basically yeah, that sounds that's perfect. <laughs> I Back to your comment about something that Maggie said is I wrote this down in the last the last time I watched that episode cuz I yeah. think it's so brilliant. She says there are millions of Star Wars fans, which means there are millions of Star Wars universes. And Ugh. I I think that speaks to what you're saying and maybe that's what you were referring to or or I not, think it is, but yeah. I just I love this idea of you know, we each have our own experience with Star Wars. So it's just the way she synthesized it. I think that was great. Um, And I'm so with you in terms of being fascinated by fandom and head mm-hmm. headcanons and how we exist within this fandom, given the fact that the official canon material, while it feels like it's coming out a lot right now, but there have been stretches when that hadn't come out at all you know and we were in like a barren desert without star wars content and kind (laughs) of feels like that sometimes right now as well and totally i think that it's just how do how do we as a fandom continue to participate in stories that we care about so much and i think so much of that is because we each have our own star wars universes that we are so obsessed with that we live in that we think about all the time it's beautiful
2: yeah and like the fact that star wars is this thing that's like so unfathomably large but at the same time for you it can it can be your own personal thing somehow like that's that's really cool it's just really really cool
1: yeah I I love that I love it so much because I I think sometimes I'm the kind of type of person who can be really tied to canon and like Okay, well, like my headcanons doesn't exist anymore. So like what do I do <laughs> now? <laughs> there is like seeing things like what you create and and fan fiction and just being involved in in a fan community and talking to people. It's like no, don't feel don't feel like that's it. That doesn't have to be that that is great. And then what you do is also great and also a part of the story. Like it's all together. I think growing up I was so tied and like I don't know how to explain it, but it was like the canon exists and like that's it. And like mm-hmm. there are things – at the time I was really only aware of like fan fiction and fan videos and like that was always on the side. That was just – it was almost like a footnote in, in my head as like a 16-year-old like it, taking all of this stuff in. And now as I'm older and I'm like, no, this this stuff is like <laughs> – this is what like fuels me to keep even wanting to look at canon material and like what the franchise is doing because that is inspiring people to be creating things that I would have never even dreamed of and I just think like we're so lucky to be living in this time where one there is so much Star Wars and there's so much history to it as well but there's just so much that's being created by the fandom and like there's so much that I don't even know about what people are doing. Like it wasn't even until like two e- two years ago or however long it's been that I even knew that fanzines were as big as they are. And then even being introduced <laughs> totally. to yours, it's like it's incredible. Like what else is out there that I don't even know about yet?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's awesome to keep discovering things and to it's like that kind of thing where you can just keep digging and find new stuff all the time to get super obsessed with, which is like so much fun. Yeah, it's it's great. Oh, it's so good.
1: So <laughs> talking about your issues specifically, is there one that you are most proud of or was the most challenging that you're like, wow, didn't think that was that was going to like get out there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. My favorite issue, I would say, is definitely uh, March of this year, which was the Obi-Wan uh, deep dive that I did for like, I think it was, yeah, it was my 10th issue. So I kind of made it like special and big. And uh, I was able to dive in like I did one page per movie and for Clone Wars and I was able to ask uh, James Arnold Taylor a couple questions which was like totally insane Um, so that's definitely the one that I'm the most proud of I love the cover art was drawn by my friend Sean who's really really talented and it turned out so good and uh, yeah so that's definitely the one that I go back to the much the most that I'm like oh my god I love it so much as far as like the hardest one Oh, gosh. I mean, probably January, which was uh, just like collecting everyone's thoughts after episode nine. That was just, it was just weird. But like, I was, I was very thankful to have so many submissions. uh, So that it didn't really, I didn't want it to be me talking. That was like my goal for the whole thing. So it ended up not really being me talking. It was just other people talking, which was perfect. Like, that's all I wanted. Um, So yeah, That was probably the hardest one like that felt like it would never end. But I also find that every month I'm like, it's right around now when we're recording this that I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do it. It's not going to happen. This is the time that I won't be able to do it. (laughs) And then two days later, it's done, you know. So, yeah, but I think definitely the one I'm most proud of would be the one from March. That was definitely my favorite one to look back on.
0: Yeah, that was that was great. I think they're all amazing. I definitely like the cover if people listening aren't aware of it. Um could you describe the cover of the the post episode 9 one cuz I think it's so great. <laughs> yeah, January.
2: So um it was it's actually from a a star a Rise of Skywalker activity book. Um there's like it's a sticker book and then they have like mats that you can like lay things down on and they had one that was um hyperspace so I was like I want that so I ripped it out and uh so it's just kind of hyperspace and then the title is I have a blank adjective feeling about this (laughs) because I was like I want everyone else's feelings about this (laughs) choose your own uh, adventure exactly uh yeah so that's that one I love I, it. I, I thought it was so when
0: perfect. It, when, yeah. 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 <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin. When, when it came, I was like, wow, this is great. And I remember seeing it online too when you posted about it. And
1: yeah. it's like, this is the best. Yeah. It was, it was so good. I really, I mean, I, I only just read that issue yesterday, but it was so great here. Like you said, like just getting the opportunity. One, I loved your letter to the editor and that of like working through your own reaction to the film, mm-hmm. the good and the bad and like fandom in general, which is like, what, what do I mean when I, call myself a star wars fan. Like what yeah. does that look like for me? I thought yeah. that was that was really great and I was like, wow, I'm I'm in this letter somewhere. <laughs> um i have to say i also really loved the june 20 uh, i'm sorry not the june one the um april cover where you know like everyone is kind of in the midst of quarantine and you have han's picture there saying everything's under control
2: situation normal we're all fine here now thank you how are you how are you (laughs) (laughs) wow because like i made it in in the end of march when everything was like really, you know, not super not great. And so I was like, this is exactly how I'm feeling right
1: now. We <laughs> the perfect-
2: <laughs> I
1: saw it and then I looked at the date and I was like, yep, okay. That was that was, that was was 100% me. I was like, anytime someone called at work, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm great.
2: <laughs> I'm fine. How are <laughs> you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two exclamation points in all my emails. Nothing is wrong. <laughs> totally feeling great <laughs> about all of this. It was it's so topical. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and, put a lot of
2: pressure on myself for the covers, I think. Because um, I, I feel like I always want them to to really draw you in and to really kind of sum up everything that's inside. Um I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself, so so I like when they turn out good, for sure. <laughs> they always do. They really they do.
1: do. And I love, you know, you had mentioned earlier that like you don't do a lot, like it's it's very analog how you do these because you're not good at tech stuff, but you do have like you have QR codes in your zines, yeah. which I think is so cool. I listened to the Lando dinner playlist while I was reading. <laughs>
2: It was so oh
1: for those that haven't read it, it's she you were talking about Lando and like you have different like character playlists throughout some of the different zines and you had Lando's mm-hmm. like dinner party playlist and you could scan the QR code to get the full playlist. And what I love yeah. too is you had a note in there about how it got funkier the further into the playlist you got because ideally you'd be having a couple of bestman fizzes or something like that, and so like <laughs> yeah. you would all just be vibing with <laughs> the time exactly. you get to
2: the end of the
1: playlist. It and it get a
2: little dancier every song, you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was so creative and it it's it's such a cool example of like, yes, it's this physical tradition, but there also is this twenty first century side to it too that you get to incorporate and you did that when you were on with travis on his podcast force time um Mm -hmm. linking to that within the within the issue and i think that's like you're just so creative with these things and it's just it's amazing how this just kind of comes out of you into this like physical thing that i can now put on my bookshelf
2: (laughs) (laughs) and the qr codes are great too because it, it gives contributors more of uh more freedom too because the size of the pages is can be super limiting because I don't want the font to be like minuscule, small to fit everything. So it does give that option of like, if you had something longer that you wanted to post, we could have it on your blog or whatever, and then I could link to it. So that's really nice that it, it gives that freedom. And then, yeah, I've just I made so many mix CDs as like a younger person that was like, my gosh. What I did. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, that's how I feel is like I'm making a mix for my subscribers, which is like the best thing. So yeah, I try to do playlists like at least every other month, maybe a little bit more, but yeah, they're so much fun.
1: They're, they're so good. I really love the Lando one. (laughs) It (laughs) was so much fun. It was like, the vibe was perfect. Um, (laughs) I think that's so funny because when we were in high school before Charlotte was driving and I drove us everywhere, her like paying me back was making mixtapes that like mixed burn CDs that are all still in my car, actually, because I still have the same car (laughs) from high school. Absolutely. (laughs) But we had Star Wars ones, too, back then. And I just... I don't know there's something like so cathartic about talking to people who have a love of fandom the same as you and like you express it through creating something that isn't like we're not writing for starwars.com or or writing a Mm -hmm. book for star wars like we're just talking about it and expressing it the best way that we know how which for you is through fanzines and for us is podcasting and there's a million other things that people are doing and it's just ah it makes my star wars heart grow
2: (laughs) me too (laughs)
1: <laughs> it makes me so happy. But I do think we are nearing the end of our interview, which means that we have one very important question left for oh, you today. <laughs> um, for those of you that are joining us for the first time, Charlotte and I always ask the same final question to our guests here on Sky Talkers, which is the Star Wars dinner question. And the question is basically what five people involved in the Star Wars world, uh, actors, characters creators whoever it is um people on storyboard they were new to our star wars dinner last year uh anyone involved in the star wars world if you could have dinner with five of them who would you invite to your dinner so kara who would you invite to your star wars dinner
2: party i mean as soon as (laughs) as soon as you guys asked me to be on the podcast i didn't even think of it and then Charlotte mentioned it. And I was like, Oh, my. I like, I, I've been thinking about it every minute since you asked. I'm so excited. So I feel like there's like different dinners, right? So like, yes. so like, this would be the one that I would have. Now you're asking me today, this is this is who I would invite at this moment. But I'm sure you, you, you guys revisited on your anniversary, right? So like, yeah, yes. so it would definitely change. But this is like today. Um I'm super in the behind the scenes headspace. I have a little feature going in this month's issue, upcoming issue about uh documentaries and stuff and you know after uh, Mando, the gallery series and all that. So that's kind of like I think the theme would be like a behind the scenes kind of like director focused. I'm obsessed with directors. Same. I used to want to be a director, <laughs> right? They're just great. And I feel like they would be the most fun to have just to like talk and and like bounce ideas off of and like hear their thoughts and you know so anyway okay so number one is Dave Filoni because reasons Mm -hmm. with you like it's just yeah like (laughs) duh it's kind of a duh but like yeah so Filoni is there and then I was thinking that like I would want someone who would like which I think Filoni covers this but then I would also want I would want it to be people who would who would like also geek out with me like not all people who would super super intimidate me you know like people who would be excited about things yeah so uh, ryan johnson definitely great <laughs> this is my right and, um, <laughs> and I, I would love to hear dave and ryan talk about stuff like that would be really fun so that oh were my those would be first yes. two <laughs> and then number three would definitely be deborah chow uh i want to hear about obi-wan i know i'm probably gonna have to sign an nda before we sit down like i'll sign whatever you want like, I want to hear, like, what's on the Kenobi mood board, like, what's on the Kenobi playlist, like, what, what's inspiring you, like, you know, you don't have to tell me the full plot, but I just want, like, I want to see, like, the, the colors that you're thinking, you know, that whole thing, so, and then I think that, like, it would be awesome to hear her talk to Ryan and Dave, and, okay, and then fourth, I think, I made this decision, like, kind of last minute, but it, it makes sense in this same realm, uh, Victoria Mahoney? Oh, amazing. Right? Because, yeah. yeah, like, because I know, like, uh, one of my favorite episodes of yours was the, the Raylo episode with the Rumi poem and all that. That was like a, that was a, a, that shook my brain the first time I heard that episode. So uh, I think about that vision board and like, uh, you know, I would hope that maybe there would be like a couple drinks in, we could maybe start talking about episode nine and, you know, Some of the thought processes, you know, just I want to hear, I want to hear that conversation, uh, and just kind of like let them talk and sit. And then, you know, it's so hard to not say George Lucas for the fifth person, but I don't think that he would have fun. (laughs) 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 What is so true? My thought, he he wouldn't want to be there, so I wouldn't want him to be there because, like, I want him (laughs) to be happy. So I think, but I think he would. I think we would like invite him and I would set a place like in case he wanted to come, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't think he was coming. <laughs> and then, so I think my fifth person, I've been waffling on the fifth person. Those four were pretty solid, but I think like my fifth person, cause I've, I've been kind of diving into concept art a little bit, like, and I'm just so uh, inspired by Doug Chang um, yes right like i just want like him to sketch stuff on napkins and like i want to talk about phantom menace i just watched the beginning the other day for like the 30th time and it's so good the best so, yeah i think that's my five and then just like everybody talk and i'll just like hang out
0: Cara, um, your dinner is our dinner it
2: really is, it, <laughs> is. <laughs> it, would be, it would be really good and then like we don't even have to talk about star wars just talk about like movies you know
1: Okay, but also consider this, okay? (laughs) What if you – because all these are very creative people, especially like Doug and Dave are all artists themselves. It's like what if after dinner it became like time to make the next into a larger world and it's just (gasps) like – <laughs> oh my like David, right? And like they all have like it's a lo- they have a page in it and you and you like bring all your stuff, like your big bin of the paper scraps and the washi tape. Oh my god, like yes. what washi tape would Deborah Child pick? And oh gosh. they like you all just come together and it is a few drinks in, the best bin fizzes, <laughs> your rocking Tolando's playlist. Right. And like you just make the fanzine after dinner. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like arts and crafts. Like dinner and then arts and crafts. I imagine. I just oh. Can't
1: it was the best dinner? It really (laughs) is. You you have a couple of firsts, I think. I don't think Vic has been at a dinner before, I don't think Deborah has, and I don't think Doug has yet either. You're like
2: really hitting it out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) Those are just like, I mean, yeah, Deborah Chow, man, like wow, really cool, really, really, really cool. And I want to pick her brain so badly, Mm -hmm. so badly. She's
0: a woman of few words. Every every word that she says though is important and I'm, you know, intently listening. Totally <laughs> and agree. so getting her at a dinner, opening up, you know, talking with Ryan and Dave. I want to hear it all. I'm I'm yes. so I'm so fully in support of this dinner. Where do I buy mm. a ticket? How do I get a place? <laughs> Can I take over George's place cuz he's not coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> he's not coming and that's okay.
1: You leave it that's out it for him okay. in honor of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, but oh, the real question is, Kara, is who are you sitting next to? Oof.
2: I didn't even think about that. This is important, too. <laughs> I, I feel like I would I, – because you think of, like, who do you not want to, like, get in the way of, you know? Yes. Hmm. I feel like I would definitely want to be next to Ryan. Because yeah. I, I want to talk about Knives Out a little bit, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So – because it was so good but maybe like on a corner like Ryan's at the head of the table across from Filoni between like Ryan and between Ryan and Vic maybe yeah 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 yeah
1: the thing is there are no <laughs> bad seats at this table <laughs>
2: that's the thing honestly it's <laughs> so true
0: <laughs> well, I think this was a what a great choices. I am in full support. You have kind of read our entire vibe. When you said I really oh. like directors, Caitlin and I are both like
2: Yeah. I I directed some theater in my past life and I used to dream about film directing. Not like realistically, but uh yeah. So I, I just love I love a director's mind very much. Totally. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool that you did that. Yeah, it was
0: fun. Awesome. Well, I think that comes to the end of this, unless you wanted to add anything else. I'd love for you to tell everyone that is listening where to find your zine, how to subscribe, and everything to, you know, find out about this amazing, amazing product that you're creating and your artwork.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the only last thing I'd want to add is just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. Thank you. Uh, As far as where to find me, I'm pretty much only on Instagram. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my Instagram is sacred something by Kara, Kara with a K. Um, And I have a link in my bio to all my order forms. I use Google forms (laughs) because I don't know, I just do, and they're great. And uh, so yeah, so Google Forms, and they're all the link in my bio on Instagram, and you can email me if you want to be in the zine. Send me a message. would love to talk about that, and yeah. a 100%. Amazing.
1: Everyone needs to go and check it out. You will not be disappointed, and when you subscribe, you get the entire back catalog for the year as well. That's true. It's so good. You are missing out if you're not subscribed, so please go check out Kara on Instagram. <laughs> You will not regret it. You will be so happy that you did. It'll bring so much Star Wars joy to your life. So please go and check her out.
2: <laughs> and
1: uh, thank you so much for being on, Kara. We really appreciate you spending some of your evening with us. And if you are interested in finding Sky Talkers online, we are on Instagram. But uh, as we talked about with Kara before we started recording, we're mostly on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on twitter at Pod or myself at Plusher and charlotte at Clarity. we are on instagram as well as facebook and we have our email and our website skytalkers.com and if you haven't left us a review yet on itunes we would love if you took a second to do that it helps other people find our show and if you're interested in other ways to support us you can also head on over to our patreon and check out our reward tiers there a fun update on our patreon we recently redid all of our reward tiers to be named after different types of Yoda. So (laughs) that was something we came up with late at night uh, over the weekend. So if you just even want to see what those tiers are just for fun, I recommend going and looking at that too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited that we, Kayla and I kind of, like she mentioned, we renamed our Patreon tiers to different yodas we have baby yoda there we have smooth yoda you know you gotta have smooth yoda we have (laughs) we have crystal yoda we have force ghost yoda you never know which type of yoda you're going to see (laughs) (laughs) and i think we're we're really we're really kind of pumped about this this came to us late at night so it's great um (laughs) (laughs) and i want to say a big thank you to these patrons from all different tiers (laughs) 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 including crystal yoda thank you to all our
1: yodas
0: (laughs) yes thank you thank you so much we seriously though we're always so appreciative of our patreon family and everyone on the discord and everything so thank you guys so much for supporting us um and here are the patrons that i'd like to thank today diana dylan emma eric fifi ira bell james jason jessica john katie marty Mary, Megan, Nathan, Neil, Paul, Sam, Sarah, Cherie, Suki, Susanna, Swara, Jackson, Mike, Bethany, Joey, and Lauren. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Your support means the world.
1: Yes. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.